So, I was born in Mexico. My father was a goat farmer, and my mother used to weave baskets so that we could have at least two meals a day. See, we were very poor, and my older siblings and I had the misfortune of being born in extreme weather. My oldest brother was born on the coldest day of winter, uh, my elder sister in a spring deluge, and I in the thick of summer. Despite the fact that the 80s had brought advances in the standard of living for its world citizens, it seemed to have forgotten us in our tiny two-bedroom cabin. When my father heard about the H-1B visa program through my uncle, he eagerly signed up. Every spring, he would go to work as a laborer on a pepper and tobacco farm in Texas. Now, the work was hard, but the pay was good, and he was always home in time for Christmas, so he didn't really complain. He was saving up money so that we could emigrate to the U.S., so he worked from 1988 until 1991, saving what he could. He made sure not a penny was wasted, and on the long winter bus ride from the farm to Mexico, he would sleep, so the hunger pangs would not bother him. Now, he doesn't usually talk much about his days as a migrant worker, but he did tell us that one day, in the winter of 1989, he couldn't sleep. The bus had made a rest stop near a small taco stand, and... The tacos smelled wonderful, and everyone on the bus formed a long line towards the stand, eager and salivating. The man behind the small, dirty counter was very friendly, he said, but there was something a little off about him. The man scooped out the steaming, spiced meat onto fresh, piping hot flour tortillas like a machine taking the money in one hand, and serving up a big loaded plate with the other. Tacos de venado, he cried. Apparently he was selling venison, uh, deer meat, tacos. Comprense taquitos de venado. Son muy deliciosos. My father debated whether or not he should risk spending two dollars of his hard-earned money. And, well... Fortunately, my father is quite impatient and detests long lines. So he went back to the bus and quickly fell asleep. The next winter, the bus again made a rest stop at the man's taco stand. And again, the passengers formed a long line along with other people. They had become addicted, they said. Every year, they waited impatiently to return to this small, dingy taco stand. And my father, of course, stayed on the bus. He was used to the feeling of hunger. He lived with it throughout his childhood, so he would surely survive. Again, he slept, dreaming of a big bowl of my mother's chicken soup with a side of hot corn tortillas, which we could afford by then. The next spring, he left again. It wasn't a very good year. See, the weather was horrible, and the crop yield was so low that the farm had no choice but to let the workers go home a month early. My father said that the fellow workers were abuzz with excitement. They didn't have to eat their tacos in the cold this year, and the men eagerly counted the number of miles, their excitement mounting as they drew closer and closer to the rest stop. Three more miles, two more miles, one more mile.
until they finally reached the spot where the man had his taco stand. But then, nothing. There was no sign of the stand or the man with his big steel pot of delicious, sweet deer meat. The only person there was an old woman selling paper mache frogs and pinatas. The workers demanded to know what had happened to the man with the deer tacos. I mean, had he moved to another location? Did he open up a restaurant? What happened? The old woman raised her hand and the men fell silent. He was arrested two months ago. A lot of the local farmers and various other men started to go missing in his village. And the police were completely dumbfounded. A small rumor was going around that the local butcher, the taco man, as you know him, could be involved. The police had no other leads and decided to follow up on that, and what they saw shook them beyond belief. She was cut off by a man asking, And what about the deer tacos? When he gets out of jail, will he start making and selling them again? The old woman chuckled. Oh, <laughs> he won't be leaving his cell for a long time. You see, he wasn't very well liked in his village. Venado was a nickname that he used to refer to his enemies.